This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Uh, not too much. How are, how are things? Oh, awesome. Good. I'm having a great time. Good, good. I am. Uh, this has been a, a topic du jour, which we'll get to coming up, that we have been kicking around for a little bit. I think some people, and shame on them, they may read the title of the episode and say, not for me. I like movies. I like TV. I like video games. I also like comic books. I don't care about their musical taste. But I say, just give it a shot. Give it a, give it a try. We'll see how we do. Just round yourself out. You know, be, you yeah. can't be a complete person without, you know, dabbling a bit into the arts. You know what I mean? That's a great point. That's a tremendous point. Let's get to the news, shall we? Let's do it. Brian, we are fresh off the Golden Globes, the 75th annual Golden Globes, where you had the finest in television and movies all on the same uh, stage there. I know you were playing Fortnite for most of the night, but did, it was. You, did you let me give you some of the highlights, quick some of the rundowns of the Golden Globes, which was kind of a snore. I'll be honest. I, I said at the beginning, I'm going I'm to live tweet this like 20 minutes in. I'm like, I should probably bail, but my wife's watching it. We're both watching it together. I might as well. I can tweet a little bit, but uh, oh, hang on. Let me yeah. wait a minute. You're just going to sit there and you're going to mansplain to me how the Golden Globes went. That's like right. I can't figure it out for myself. That's right. I am. I am how gonna... dare you? In well, this all male podcast, how dare you? Couple of dudes. We need a we need a lady perspective. Uh, we don't have one right now. You know what's actually funny though? They so you know how well this isn't funny, but they were all wearing black, right? Like this was all yeah. like a, a movement. Everybody, men and women alike, were all wearing black. And then like the president of like the Hollywood Foreign Press comes like strolling out in, like a red dress. I'm like, what, what happened here? Did you not? <laughs> you didn't get the memo? But one of the big takeaways from the uh, event, we talked about the movie The Room and how that inspired the disaster artist. And so Tommy Wiseau was there. And James Franco wins the award for best actor in a musical or a comedy. And here comes Tommy Wiseau on stage, which he called him up. And then he's like thanking him. And then Tommy immediately goes towards the microphone like he's going to talk. And James Franco had to like bat him away. He's like, no, no, no. Like stiff armed him, like yeah, big time. I want you up here. Yeah. I don't need you uh, to, to, to talk. But so Tommy was, and it's funny. They just like, everybody shits on him. They're just like, worst movie ever. And I'm like, what a loser. And then they like cut to him in the crowd and he's just like laughing. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's and kinda... he's like, jokes on you because. Yeah, here like, I am. You're, you're basically paying me to be here. So that's, jokes I, on you. That's true. Uh, your boy Guillermo del Toro won best director for The Shape as of he, Water. As he should have. What yes. a movie. Oh boy. 
What did you think of my girl Natalie Portman? Because there was a, a really strong moment by Oprah Winfrey. She went up there and uh, got, really whipped the crowd up into a frenzy. She had a lot of a lot of things yeah. to say. People really liked her. You know, this women's movement and all of this going on. Natalie Portman comes out next, along with Ron Howard, to give out the award for best director in uh, I think a drama. And she goes, and here are the all male nominees. See, this is, and I, I kind of got into a fight with my wife about my this wife. because, like, I, I, now I didn't watch the Golden Globes live, but obviously this was all over the news. It was kind of a big deal. And, um, the biggest deal. And my point was to her, it's like, look, we get it. Like, it, it sucks as, as a husband, as a brother of a sister, as a father of girls. Like, I get it. Like, I want every woman in my life to have the same opportunities as man does like that that just makes sense to me that's common sense yes you know what i mean i agree but but like right like you said right after oprah did her thing yeah she, like and that, she crushed it she was great and right and oprah's unbelievable and you're not going to say it any better than oprah said it right yeah so now it feels like to me like if i'm guillermo del toro right right and christopher nolan like, and all these other guys yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you're taking the piss out of what i did it's like, well, I'm up here, and it makes it so like I'm up here because I'm a man. It's not because I made an incredible movie. It's like all oh, only men get directed anyway, so that's why you're here. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. it, it cheapens it a little bit. And my wife's like, "That's not it. That's not the point she was trying to make." And like yelling at me, and I'm like, "Look, yeah, that's a problem." My opinion. Now, you know? now like, Natalie Portman's causing fights, and she's always I've I've been a big fan of Natalie Portman. You've been uh, a big fan or have not been a big fan? I have been, and that's why yeah. at first I was like, she can do whatever she wants. And then the more I was thinking about because, yeah, sure, I'd like to steal a smooch, but that's actually that's bringing us down. That's, that's setting us back. Yeah, should, you're better than that. I'm yeah. going to fix that and post no problem. I, I don't want that to go on the record. But at, at first I was like, whatever, like, oh, she's making a statement too, and it got gasps, and you're like, okay, go. like that's what she was trying to do. Like She was trying to you know, focus on this moment. My question is, though, like the the dudes, I'm with you. Like Guillermo del Toro, he, he it's not his fault, right? Like it's right. it's in these other directors. Sure, they're in a good position, but they also all made good movies. And should there have been a female director nominated? Probably, probably. But that's but, not their fault. You no. shouldn't take the. You shouldn't yeah. keep in their night. Take it up with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. However, and like I said, yeah. if it didn't come right after, Oprah, if she did that before Oprah talked, I would be like, oh snap. She got him. You know what I mean? I was going to say. And, then, and so, yeah, right. That's true. And then if you want to say, like, the, the Hollywood Forum Press, I guess we're saying that they're, they're sexist, I guess, in a way, for nominating all these uh, male directors. The two biggest winners of the night, I feel like, well, I guess Shape of Water was up there, but Lady Bird crushed it. That had a female director, had yep. a female best actress, had a female, I don't think she won, but best supporting actress nominee. Well, obviously, the women were going to get nominated for actors, but still, like, they dominated the night. The director was there. The movie did really well. And then Big Little Lies, the uh, show on HBO. My, my wife was a big fan of that show. Reese Witherspoon, yep. Nicole Kidman, they were all up there, so they, they kicked ass. So that's it on the uh, the Golden Globes. I don't know. but I don't think people really cared all that much about the Globes. How about this news? This little nugget, Ryan. Lindsay Lohan or Lindsay Lohan, I've heard both. I'm not sure which is correct. Wants to be Batgirl in the Joss Whedon movie. In fact, she took to Twitter to say, retweet, or RT, if you think I'd be a great Batgirl, let at Joss know. What do you think of Lindsay Lohan as Batgirl? Ten years ago, she would have had something. I know. Right out of, right after Mean Girls, she would have yep. been perfect. She would have been great. Yeah. Now she I, looks a little, uh, 
um, what's the weathered. again? Uh, weathered. Is, weathered. Yeah, <laughs> weathered is the word I would go with. Yes. You're gonna say uh, ridden hard and put away wet. It's like two miles of torn up road. <laughs> yeah, she's seen some stuff. I feel like. Yeah. Not, not maybe not my choice. Now I did invite her. Of, you know, I want a dynamic Batgirl. There's a lot of sadness behind those eyes, Richard. Yeah, there there really is. Why don't I, you throw in a wheel? Throw in a wheelchair. Make her Oracle. She'd be a poor Oracle. I feel like. <laughs> I do. I do want to see. I actually, I invited her on the podcast. I have not heard you back did. yet. Yeah. I tweeted her. I said, "Hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast." Uh, to this point, it's been radio silence, but I assume she's thinking about it. Maybe she's talking about it with her people. Yeah, we should quiz her about like what she knows, actually knows right. about Batgirl. Right. And be like, yeah. what did you think of Batgirl in the Killing Joke, the DC animated version? Yeah. Actually, she'd probably be good as that Batgirl. She'd be just, good. Yeah, that Batgirl, that might work. She's just trying to sex up Batman, which is yeah. really not, not what I like. How about this? Netflix, which we heard they're going to be doing a Sabrina the Teenage Witch spinoff with the same producers as Riverdale, because that's in the same universe. It's in the Archie comics. I don't know how much the characters or if they're going to overlap yet. However, it sounds like they have cast their Sabrina. Uh, her name is Kiernan Shipka. You probably don't know the name, but you remember the daughter from Mad Men, the blonde yeah, girl? Yeah, Don Draper's, yep. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good casting. Sure. That's news. You like that? You like That's, put, that's, a, that's a bit of news. That ha- yeah. That took place in this week in hashtag dork. <laughs> did you see the trailer for the Red Sparrow movie with Jennifer I Lawrence? Did. I did. This shit looks just like Black Widow. What are they? What it's, is this? They're even Russian, like or some Eastern European, something weird, but, you know. So it's, a, it's. Um, how can they do not, that? They're like, they're like, take a color and a creature and slap it together, and then have a girl become like a badass killer, like as, as a young girl on. And someone's like Black Widow, like no, you, no, 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 you can't, can't be that. Be, so like, all right, fine, uh, red. Uh, Mockingbird. Like, no, we can't call it a Mockingbird because she already did, like, the Mockingjay. Right. Man, Sparrow. Right. Oh, done. Sparrow. Got it. I like it. Slap a color on it. Like, yeah. White? Like, no, red. We're going red Sparrow. We're going red because Russia. Cause so of, that works. Because communism. Yeah. Brad Pitt bid $120,000 to watch Game of Thrones with Daenerys. And lost. And didn't even win, right? That's sort of the headline was he bid that much, but then some other... Yeah pervert was able to uh to win that now i believe you just get to watch the show with her i i read the fine print i don't think there's any funny business going on One hundred twenty thousand seems a little steep to me to watch a show to watch anything with anyone yep well i'm just saying you know there's <laughs> we didn't read the fine print we don't know what else that comes with is it if it's the new season before anyone else gets to watch it i might be on board uh, yeah okay <laughs> seems, seems like a lot. So you can't even talk about it with anybody because they're going to slap like an embargo on you, and you're going to. Well, that's to fine. D- but if I, then I would walk around with that smug look on my face, like I know something you don't know. I'd get it out of you. Thing. I'd get it out of nah, you. No, you wouldn't. Yes, no, you I, wouldn't. Yes, I would. I'd tickle you. <laughs> <laughs> Who dies next? You're like, I'll don't never th- tell. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time, Richard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, by the way, it was also confirmed. I think we already knew this, but there's another story this week that season eight doesn't come out until 2019. Again, I think we knew that, but yeah, we have to have a full calendar year without Game of Thrones. So I, I apologize for that. Cancel your HBO Now subscription and fire it back up next year. <laughs> Save yourself a, some money. That's not a bad idea. All right, let's get to some video games. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. 
Hit them where it hurts, Ryan. What do you got? All right, so I only got. I want to get to the. I want to get to the topic du jour so badly that I got one bit of news today that has to deal with uh, with our game Overwatch. So this might be under a minute. So today, as of today, um, what they're doing is each character now has twelve new skins. Holy shit! Really? And they are the colors of all of the Overwatch League teams. Uh oh. So no, it's good. No, so now, I was just, uh, could, that's my that's my uh, my McLovin where he goes. Uh oh, they get a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so, laughs> Sorry. Getting a boomer. All right. So <laughs> get a Um. So what's great is that there's there's good and bad to this. So they give you like these new skins, and they're not going to operate like um like other skins. There's what they call like league. What they call like league currency or like league tokens. Okay. League tokens. Um, and each of the skins it costs a hundred tokens. So there's a new. You don't unlock them the way you would uh, normal skins. You have to. I'm getting to how you do that in a second. Uh, the good part is they give you a hundred free tokens, so you can buy your initial skin for free. It's on them. So that's so that's Ooh, good. Which character should I get? I'm going to be thinking oh, about yeah. this. Well, right. bet we we better coordinate with the crew and get all the same colors. That's the thing. good point. And I think we we have to go with Boston. We have to. Yeah, that's right, Mac. If you're listening, Wes. If you're listening, uh, get yep. the, only the Boston skin. Yeah, so get the Boston skin for your main, and we're we're now we can all have the same color, and no one can bitch at me that Diva doesn't have any purple. That's true. What purple, else? Yeah. There's some there's some new updates to some characters, but one of the cool things they're doing now, right from the game, Richard, since the Overwatch League uh-huh. is starting, you can watch the matches directly from the game. There's going to be a part on the menu where you can stream live matches. And oh, things like that's that. actually. So, I was wondering if they were going to do that because the way they were presenting it at the home screen now, I thought maybe that would happen. That's awesome. I'm gonna go. Yeah, so you I'll, can I'll watch. Go. You can watch the matches directly from. The game itself. How difficult do you think it would be to do play-by-play for an Overwatch? Match? So you and I—I I was actually thinking about this. Those are those people are called shoutcasters. <laughs> I should add that to my resume. I think I could be you a shoutcaster. Should. Yeah, I mean, I think, honest to God, like uh, I'm just saying this. We can talk about this more off air, but you and I should throw our hats in the ring to be like, like local shoutcasters for the Overwatch League if it uh, takes off. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Ah, oh, that's fucking awesome. All right, so, yeah. Uh, talk to Bob Kraft. I will. I'll talk to Bob Kraft. I'll be like, listen, yeah. let me let you me do. Me. Let you me, know me. Let I me know do you. the games. Come on. I interview yeah. Belichick. Let me do the games. That's fine. Yeah. All right, Ryan. This is very exciting. Are you ready for the topic du jour? Oh, I'm so excited. Are you gonna you gonna ask me what it is? Oh, I forgot. I'm so excited. I forgot to ask. What is that, Richard? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. It's the uh, the topic of the day, and today the topic is high school CD collection. And I don't know how you came up with this one. This is something that you've been kicking around for a while. And yeah. this is tremendous. We, of course, for those who don't know, Davey and I went to high school together. And uh, we went to a prestigious boarding school. So, if, in fact, one of the years we actually lived together. And so we would uh, you know, listen to a lot of music, especially Ryan. Ryan's a big, much bigger music guy than I am. He can also he can sing and he can play the guitar. And maybe, Ryan, yeah. maybe we'll even have you sing some of these songs that you're talking about today. <laughs> I think you should. So I figured we do we do it thusly. We could break this bad boy down in like categories. Yep. And at first I was thinking maybe a five by five. And then I said, you know what? Hashtag dork. We go to Infinity Stones. So maybe a six by six. We have six categories. We'll try to give you our top six and then give you some reasons for why we have them there. And not to step on the toes of uh, one of Mac and Goo's new segments, Goo's Throbbing Six Pack, but. I feel like we've already we've also sort of cornered the market for the six as well. So we're going to yeah, go six yeah. by six if that's okay. And the other thing too, the other caveat that the listener must know is when we mention these CDs that are in our collection, these are ones that we actually owned. 
Correct. Oh, so yeah, you had like, to own it. Yeah, this is just music you listened to where you liked. Yeah. This is, you owned the physical copy of the CD. You didn't burn it from a friend. You act, You either bought this CD or it was given to you as a gift because you wanted this CD. So if someone says, like, oh, you didn't mention blah, 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 it's like, yeah, because I didn't own it. I didn't, like, that's why. I, like, I, yes. I get it. Like, yeah, like, that, you know, that Radiohead B-side that you really liked, I'm sure it was really good, but it wasn't right. in my CD collection at the time. Right, correct. You had to own the CD and... Uh, Davey graduated '01. I graduated '02. So just sort of a, a time stamping there for you that uh, these are basically '90s and very early 2000s CDs for the most part. Like it has to be there. That's also why you're not going to hear anything that came out mid 2000s because we were on the college. That doesn't count for this conversation. All right, let's start. Let's just let's just go out guns blazing. Give me what you would think. Are your six best, and if you want, you can rip off all six and then go back, and we can we can ping pong and talk about the the okay. the CDs. So, your six best or strongest CDs you feel like that were in your collection. Okay, in my collection, the strongest ones, and again, this is like late nineties, early two thousands, kind of mid to late nineties, yes. early two thousands, yep. kind of thing. So, in my, I, I opened up the book today. In the book, uh, right off the bat, the first thing I went to, and the first thing I thought of when I opened it is this OK Computer Radiohead. Okay. That, right. that was one of my first ones. Yes. Um, the other album that I consider the best, one of the, the crown jewels of my collection, Grace by Jeff Buckley. Wow. is a great one. All right. Uh, Morning View, Incubus. You were a big Incubus fan. Big Incubus you fan. You really were. Even when they started to turn into pusses, you still enjoyed the Incubus. I did. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Incubi. The Incubi. The Incubus, the Succubus. Uh, in Search Of, N-E-R-D, Nerd. Wow. Their first album. Uh, the first Gorillaz album. Oh, is that the one with that? I'm happening. Yeah, yeah. I got sunshine. In that, uh, yeah. Okay. That thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah. see, you're the one singing. And, uh, well, you can sing oh, as well. Anytime. Homework. Daft Punk. Daft, Daft Punk. Oh, second you listen, album. You did listen to Daft Punk a lot. Yeah, I did. So those are the six strongest CDs. Do you have anything specific you want to hit on any of those? Uh, a lot. So I think, you know, as a, as a person who grew up playing acoustic guitar and things like that, I think... Radio hearing OK Computer by Radiohead for the first time when someone actually like sat me down and like made me listen to it because it was getting all that buzz. Remember, it was like Grammy like album of the year. Like it was like I won all these accolades and it was like people were like freaking out about it. And I sat down and listened to it. And and there are certain albums that you have to absorb. And this one is just if you play it, you know, start to finish, front to back, it's it's an experience. Yes. And something and something that. Any music fan uh, is into like this the, the the experience of the music, not just like singles, you know. So as, as a complete album, I think that's probably the strongest. Um, I would also uh, say this, just just to paint the picture as well. Everybody in high school, you had the CD book, right? Everybody had the yeah, CD yeah, book. Yeah. Maybe you had multiple CD books. Ryan, maybe the most anal about a CD book uh, compared to anybody that we went to school with. He would yep. have them, and I'm I'm an organized guy. I would say overall as well. But when it came to this. You had them. They were all looking. They were all facing the same direction. They were yep. all. And if you took one out of that spot, I had to go back into that spot, which I respect. I respected that. But it was. I could always tell you were a bit uneasy when somebody was looking through your CDs. I was, and it yeah. was because. And I there. I told that tale of woe a long time ago, where I had a one of those like big honking two hundred and fifty CD cases that yeah. was like full, that was stolen from me at oh, one point. So terrible. I was very anal about my CDs. And for those of you who are wondering, in like a high fidelity sense. I went alphabetical and then chronological by artist. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. What a yeah, loser. So like, <laughs> oh, was I? Was I a loser? 
Oh, you want to hear my Dude, music? <laughs> am I the co-host? Am I the co-host on a thing called hashtag Dork? Like, come on. Well, that's like one of the categories, and I'll, I'll, we won't do it right this second. But uh, I was mapping out the ones, and one of them is most embarrassing. And oh, I, was, yeah. I was talking about it with my wife, and I'm like, well. I honestly, and this isn't just something I say. Like, I don't really get embarrassed. I don't think I really got embarrassed no, even you don't. in high school. No, you I don't. don't. I don't like some of the songs. Like, so I, I still filled out that that part of it. But I'm going through. I'm like, most people would just get ripped apart for most of my music. But like, I don't care. And then I was even thinking the other day. I'm like, I tweeted a picture. I'm a grown up adult. I'm a married man, and I had a picture of mini helmets surrounded by Funko Pops. And like comic books, and we host a fucking hashtag dork podcast. So, the most embarrassing thing, like I don't know what to tell you. Like I, that doesn't exist. I don't think for me. I don't know why. I have I, I have some embarrassing ones that I can't wait to get. I know. To. What, I are know. Your, what are your strongest? All right, my strongest, I believe, in in no particular order, would be Wu Tang Clan Thirty Six Chambers. Yep. Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Sure. Which I would say, by the way, a uh, friend of the podcast, Billy Wicker, who is. The funniest person I've ever met in my entire life. He is, he's just that. He's also one of the best Tekken players I've ever uh, come across, which is a great double threat there. If you can be funny yeah, and yeah. play Tekken. Uh, he, quote, borrowed this CD from me, and I never saw it again. But I did. You were, and you were too scared of him to ask for it back. He also would be sneaky one of the best fighters, probably, of all time. <laughs> so I did not get that CD back, but that was in my collection. I would also add System of a Down. And I celebrated their entire catalog, but I would say Toxicity is probably their best. That is their best album. Yes. Of all their albums, that is their best album. So I'd put that. I think I have to put Green Day Dookie on there. That's too early, though. That's like 93, isn't it? No, but I had it in my collection. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, no, this was like, it was actually like a hand-me-down for my sister, because my sister... Uh, an episode on her CD collection would be even better because she had like a grunge phase, then sold all the grunge music, and then it was just rap music for a while. So for her. Green Day Dookie, uh, Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, that was a big one. That was great. And then I would say Slipknot's self-titled debut album, Slipknot. You did, that did get a lot of airtime on our stereo. That played a lot. Those would be, but those to me are the six best. There might be some overlap coming up in the most listened to. But uh, no, that because I think... If you flip through my CDs, it's a it's like Eminem and Wu Tang as far as rap, and then like all the metal bands from that day. Like that's pretty much what I had. You were and you were big. You were a big rap rock guy too. Like when the big rap like, rock thing happened, yeah. I did. Like I I had a CD. I don't have it on my list here, but at one point it was called "Take a Bite Out of Rhyme," which was all metal bands doing covers of rap songs. And I tried to find that because it had a killer version again. Incubus doing uh, "Still Not a Player" with. Uh, or uh, who was it? Fat Joe? Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm. Li- I gotta look this up because it was that. It was that good. Take a bite out of rhyme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's a couple of good tracks on there. But all right, I'll get to that. You give me your, and there could be some overlap certainly with best six. But give me the most listened to, uh, the ones that got the most spins. So this is so this. I tried to do no overlap here, but um, so I have the blue album, three eleven. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's good. Yeah. You and I listen to this one all the time. Follow the leader, Corn. Oh, Corn album. Follow the leader. Oh god, my god, I love that. So much Corn. Oh, I have a, uh, I have a, I have a good anecdote with Corn, real quick. On Follow the Leader, and I loved Corn, but Follow the yeah. Leader was their third CD. And if you remember the uh, album cover, it was a girl playing hopscotch and like jumping off a cliff. Like the end was yep. like a cliff. 
I didn't know this until the other day. I was like looking stuff up for this. Uh, Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo did that cover. You didn't know that? No. Todd, McFar- Todd McFarlane did all the animation for the video. Oh, you know what? Maybe I knew McFarlane. Greg Capullo, yeah. though, who's done like a lot of the Batman New 52 stuff, he's one of the great illustrators. Yep. He, he was a part of that as well. And another fun corn fact, all, their first three CDs all involved the album covers, uh, kids that were in harm's way, like yeah. bad harm. Like, remember the first one with the girl sitting on the swing, and then there's yeah. like this fucking like shadow. Like Slenderman shadow? Like yeah. Slenderman shadow. And then if you look at it, the shadow of the girl, the way it goes into the K on corn, it looks like she's being hung by a noose. Yeah, it's like, not, shit it's is not great. messed up, man. It's not great, yeah. But that was, so that's, that's a good one. So that's a good one. Uh, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live at Luther College. That was uh, one of my favorite CDs at the time. Uh, a big Dave Matthews guy in high school because I could play guitar and girls liked that thing. So I played a lot of Dave yes, Matthews. Yes, you did. Uh, one CD that I, to, the last two that I have, and I know for a fact, because every time I hear anything off this album, I immediately think of you. Uh, Nelly, Country Grammar. Oh, my was like, God. Well, yeah, I can't great. tell you. We knew every word to that CD. I'm and that was, that was crazy. Baby, Hope Street, Rover, <laughs> boom, boom, baby. That was and the last one, the most listened to, um, and this is a story with this one, 40 Ounce of Freedom uh, by Sublime. Uh, my brother and I had a Jeep Wrangler with a pi- the Pioneer stereo back in the day that had the faceplate. Remember those? Oh, you yeah, take yeah, the face yeah. Plate, you could take the faceplate off. For whatever reason... Um, we were at hockey practice one day, and someone stole the faceplate off of our off of our stereo in the Jeep. Oh my god! Because we, we were like, and uh, the CD that was in the in the Jeep at the time was Forty Ounce to Freedom. So for like six months, because we couldn't afford another like stereo. Yeah. So we just we saved our money, but like for six months. That CD was stuck in our CD player, <laughs> yeah, and it, was, it would just yeah. it would just play on repeat, like over oh, and over and over again. Song. It was the only thing we could listen to for six months. So by default, Forty Ounce to Freedom, a, a, a album that I learned every word and every guitar chord too. I could play every song on that album. That's pretty good. So, you, so you probably heard stuff. that more than anything else. If that's the only goddamn thing you could. Oh, I forgot! To. I forgot one. Right. Uh, significant Other, Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that's on my list. I, both yeah. Significant Other and Three Dollar Bill, y'all. I think we played the shit out of uh, both of those. Take a bite out of rhyme. This was a rock tribute to rap. I didn't have it. I just thought of it now. But this is the track listing. Uh, Bring the Noise, the Public Enemy song, as done by Stained featuring Limp Biscuit. You had Going Back to Cali, sung by Seven Dust. Sucker MCs, done by uh, Lords of Brooklyn and uh, Everlast. Boys in the Hood by Dynamite Hack. Uh, Posse on Broadway by the Insane Clown Posse, which we'll get, which we'll get to. Uh, it, it's Tricky by the Bloodhound Gang. Mind Playing's Tricks on Me by the Cottonmouth Kings. Uh, Microphone Fiend by Fun Loving Criminals. New Jack Hustler by Dope. White Lines by Driver. Bring the Pain by Mindless Self-Indulgence. Insane in the Brain by Factory 81. And The Tribute by Nonpoint and Grimm. What a CD. What a CD. What an absolute monster. All right, my most listened to, I would say, first, a couple of overlaps. I'd say Slipknot, and it was both the uh, first Slipknot album and then Iowa, which was their, their sophomore track title. Uh, System of a Down, both the, uh, the first one, because the, the, the answer to the song that I would play the most that Davey would hate and lose his mind would, of course, be 
Spiders by Oh my god, you like you And I remember that you like you like you like Spider-Man. Listen to this. And I'm like I fucking hate this song. I hate this song. And you're like Sure oh, you but did. it's still good. Look, you like Spider? Come on, it's spiders. Spider-Man. Come on. And I'm like, no, dude, this is fucking terrible. He's just, he is kind of moaning on and on about something there, my man Surge. Yeah. Uh, but that and Toxicity. Uh, this is a band that I loved. Maybe my for, for like a stretch, might have been my favorite band. And the reason I say it, too, is I was never a guy that loved, like, say, Michael Jordan or, you know, like, the, the most popular. Like, you want to find somebody that, like, that's your favorite and nobody else is really their favorite. So my favorite band for a while was a band called Orgy, which <laughs> remember their CD Candy Ass? That was the one. That, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They they were on the Family Values tour. They did uh, Candy Ass or not Candy Ass. They they did uh, Blue Monday, Blue yeah. Monday, which was the cover. But then they also did Stitches, and then they had a few other songs that were good. Uh, he's got like a unique voice, or pretty unique, I would say. Because then this other band came across a few years later called Dead Sea, which was Cher's son. And it sounds a lot like Orgy, but it's not Orgy, and it's not as good. Uh, the it was other, weird. They tried yeah. to do like that rap rock thing, but also like the '80s androgynous like glam thing, and it was it was a really weird it was vibe. Definitely like an '80s thing. Yeah, it was like a it was like not techno, but it was like the way they did it. It sounded like a little bit different. But I liked Orgy. Also, on my most listened to. Uh, Marilyn Manson. At that point, I had a bunch of his CDs. Yeah, you did. But I really liked the live, the, the last tour on Earth because it was essentially like a best of, and it was the live versions of them. Uh, Limp Biscuit, you mentioned uh, the first two CDs. Actually, yep. Maybe their first three. I think their third one came out. Maybe yeah, my senior year, it, right? No, it did. No, because I remember Chocolate Starfish came out, and we were like, Chocolate it was on, Starfish. Like, yeah. And the hot dog flavored water. Which, that what Rolling a fucking song was terrible bit. What a terrible album name. The yeah, it was, a, it was a trash name. The Rolling remix that featured like Redman and like uh, was it DMX was on there. That was a good yeah. one before football games. That was good. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, and then also just to throw you a curveball, just so I'm like, hey, this guy isn't all about uh, death metal. I'd say Blink One Eighty Two, Dude Ranch. Yeah, we did that. Was a lot I listened, of that. I listened to that a good amount. All right, this next category is specifically put in for Ryan. This is the aforementioned most embarrassing, and I would specifically <laughs> say at the time, because again, but if we're hosting a hashtag dork podcast, you can't really make fun of us for shit that we liked, because literally that's all we talk about now. Uh, but for you, what were ones where people, when you didn't like them flipping through your book, if they would stumble upon it, and I know at least one of these, I stumbled upon it, and I said, what is this? And you had some sort of bullshit excuse, but what were your six most? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer. I'm gonna okay. let, let you go. Oh no, you don't get embarrassed, so you're not gonna have any of these, right? Oh no, I have six. I, I, I'll go first. Yeah, sure. And oh, so you go first. So this is part of my thing where um, it was more just I changed. It was like by the end of eighth grade, I had started to change like what I listened to, and so a lot of these are carryovers from like seventh grade, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, that what, makes sense. What, you know what I mean? And so. I have the Sister Hazel CD. Oh, boy. Which was, I think we all know the, uh, the Sister Hazel song. And this is the other thing is I know they would sell, like, singles, but I never bought any of those. Like, and this was before iTunes. This was right. even – well, I guess this was around Napster. But we're talking about CDs. And so I would buy some of these CDs hoping that, hey, maybe the rest of it's good. Like, I've heard the one song, and then it turns out the, the rest of it's terrible. So Sister Hazel – I had the Semisonic CD, the Closing Time guys. Yeah. I had Smash Mouth. Oh, oh, oh boy. 
you know, like, I think if I, I feel like if I went back to my middle school yearbook, I feel like Smash Mouth "Walking on the Sun" might have been one of the better songs, or maybe that's just the I one just that had, I voted for. I just had like this awesome flashback of like being in the room with you and you being like, "Hey." Can you play All For You by Sister Hazel? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, play it. And I'm like, why? And you're like, just do it. Like, you're like, come on, like, we, play it. We can sing it and we can get girls. Let's get all yeah. the girls. Yeah. I also had the Wallflowers CD. which that Oh, was what a, a piece of shit that was. That was such a piece of shit. But that was like 6th, 7th grade or whatever it was. Uh, I had, I forget which Dave Matthews band. CD, but that for me was again when when you looked at the rest of my collection, that didn't really fit. It didn't add yeah, up. I, I shouldn't have had that. That and was th- like I have to buy it because people tell me to buy it. People thing. tell like, me like, have this? yeah, like all the girls in yeah. eighth grade love Dave Matthews, so I guess I also love Dave Matthews. And then the last one, so most of this CD is good, but some of it is embarrassing. It would be the Scream Three soundtrack. <laughs> So, Ryan, let me tell you this. It, it, it had, like, Slipknot. It had a bunch of bands that I really liked. But for some reason, they were in, they, I guess, the band that really helped make it and put it all together was a little band called Creed. And so the first song and the last song on the album are by Creed. So I would put that down as embarrassing. Okay, so I have, <laughs> just to kick things off, I have Human Clay, but Creed. Um, when I oh, first heard it, before, before I knew anything about Creed, the, can you take me, hey, yeah, like, I liked that song, like, the first time I heard it. Sure you did. And it because, yeah. like, and I was like, and then I listened to the rest of the CD, I'm like, oh my god, what am I, what, what have I done? What happened? Yeah. What have I done? So I'm going to kick this off, not the way you think uh, I'm going to kick this off, Richard, but I All had, right. and these are, some of these, I had several of, of these artists, and now looking back on them, I'm like, what was I what doing? What the shit, yeah. So I'm going to kick this off. Uh, I found in my collection... Uh, Unleash the Dragon by Cisco. Oh my God, thong song. Yeah, yeah. I bought the old thong to thong. I had the thong to thong. I had that in my collection, so that that's one that uh, not great. I can't uh, imagine not. he had a second hit on there. Uh, he did, and I forget. Yeah. He had one. What was shit? Unleash the Dragon. The song was like ridiculous. It, it was it was so ridiculous, and just I don't know how that album got made. It was I so oh unbelievable. Yeah, um, here's one. How about uh, the album with the, the lead single uh, being the same name, Zoot Suit Riot by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies? Oh, my Christ. You did have that I CD. Had that. I remember that. Well, how I about didn't, swing music. Wasn't it like the trumpet player? Wasn't he like our defensive coordinator's nephew or something? Uh, no, he was the, um, uh, the sorry, not Cherry Poppin' Daddy. He was in, um, what's the other, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. He oh, was that, that shit. Band. Oh, my bad. I got the... The, that, the band from Swingers. Believe it or not, I got those two confused. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there was that, that swing phase that I actually took, wound up taking some swing lessons. Stop with it. My, with a, my high school girlfriend at the time. Wait, and, uh, was, uh, girl from St. Paul's or before you got there? No, from before I got there. You took a swing lesson? Yeah, I did, yeah. How, were, could, you, could you do it? Could you swing? I'm very coordinated. I don't yeah. like. Uh, you seem surprised that like I'm uh, a phenomenal dancer. I could see you with the suspenders, though. I could see you really think, getting into I it. I think if that was a thing, like yeah. if people ask like what decade you would probably, you know, I the the swing era, like I would be, I would have been huge. What was the swing then. era for those of us sort of in the dark on that? Uh, is it like the twenties or something like that. Like the roaring twenties. I, really, I hang on. Roaring fifties. There was like a fifty thing. So to, what, this is worth the Google. Wasn't uh, I, thirty-five I, to forty-six was the swing era. Oh, right in that sweet spot of the mid-30s. Yeah, right before 30s. W- WW2. 
Okay, well, and that so that sort of killed it, really. Yeah, kind of killed it. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of killed the vibe in the room. They're like, you know? we're done with swing. We're gonna bring in something um, else. So moving right along, Richard. Yeah, uh, please. Since we're talking about movie soundtracks, I had the City of Angels soundtrack. Oh my God, that's one. That's the one movie that I. I don't think I've actually ever walked out of a movie, but that was the closest. And if I wasn't with a lady, I probably would have. <laughs> You know, the Goo Goo Dolls, the, you know, Iris was a big song that summer. Oh, my God. Um, it was. It was huge. It was on TRL and everything. Oh, it was huge. And, uh, and so that I bought that. Uh, the rest of the CD, there was a, a passable Alanis Morissette song on there uh, called Uninvited. But other than that. Oh, that yeah, that's a good a, song. Just a dumpster fire of, a, uh, of an album. City of Angels. Holy smokes. So, that's, a, that's one of the worst movies of all time. How about this, Richard? All right. Um, I have, uh, you can take your pick here. Uh, I have four dashboard confessional CDs <laughs> in my in my in my collection. I am surprised dashboard confessionals has four CDs. Let alone I know. You own it, all four it's of them. Amazing. Um, uh, I was I was a uh, I there was that that uh, pining kind of you know teenage angst phase that I went through that I was trying to really get in touch with my feelings sure. while also being a guitar player. Right. And Chris Carabo of Dashboard Confessional really hit the ball out of the park for me. <laughs> um, I was actually recording, as you know, uh, one of our friends from high school was actually recording music with him at the time, and he was the one who like played that CD for me first, and that kind of was the inspiration of the album we cut when we were in high school. So, That's right. You guys made a CD, and it we was... Did. Uh, we did. We should actually we should play some of that. Or was it... You guys wrote the songs too, right? You only did like yeah, one cover, yeah, except for one. We had one cover, and there was like yeah. 12, 10 songs on the on it. So it was like our whole senior spring was like recording an album. So that was kind of a cool experience. That was but, really cool. You guys got credit for that. Like that was pretty. And badass. I would say our, our buddy Brad, who I did it with, like he did most of the work. Um, I was just there for you know some lyrics and you know uh, here here's a. Then you guys had a live show, and then not to also put yeah, too much of a spin a, on it. Uh, we did a, a record release party, which was actually really fun. Yeah, that was awesome, and yeah. I was also featured uh, as a as a on the hidden track. You were remember at the <laughs> end, I did, sure. I, did, I, did, I recorded me just making fun of you guys. Was, what was your stage name? DJ Leche, which DJ is, Leche. It's a rough translation to DJ Milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have here we go, Richard. I have three Ani DeFranco CDs in my collection. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Ani DeFranco. Uh, Ani, Ani DeFranco. Yeah, um, I don't know a, much a about. Strong, a strong feminist acoustic guitar singer songwriter, <laughs> um, kind of like a post punk, uh, yeah, singer songwriter kind of thing. I guess. Um, yeah, you guess. I mean, that, my that's, Christ, that's not okay. something you, when All you right. think Ryan Davey, you automatically oh, he's a big Ani DeFranco fan. I would think um, so. Yeah. Again, just trying to get in touch with my feelings. That's um, good, though. I mean, because we're going to get, you know, I don't want to get labeled a sexist podcast. No, no, no. you got to yeah. listen to Samani, man. Get in touch. If, you, yeah. if you're if you confused as to about as about how the women of the Golden Globes were feeling uh, the other night, just throw in some uh, throw in Samani, some living yeah. in clip. You know she, what I mean? She can uh, really pluck the strings. Yeah, listen to Anticipate was the song I would, I would go to. Mm. Um, check that out. You'll, you'll get the vibe of the Golden Globes. Okay. Uh, and lastly, Richard, since you, I'll put a ball on this because you were so excited about this. Richard stumbled upon in my CD collection a, a CD, and I'm going to go with this one specifically because this is the one you, you pointed at, and you're like, what's this? And I'm like, uh, I, oh, I bought it. Like I, no, I bought it for my said, girlfriend. No, no uh, you did not say you bought it. You said I think you said you found it or like somebody okay. like left it at your house or it's some bullshit thing. And so the album was No Strings Attached by InSync. <laughs> now, the issue, why I chose No Strings Attached and not the 
the previous the self-titled in sync album yeah, which you also know that i owned please tell us yeah um is because it was a decision i made to have an in sync cd because the first in sync cd i got i got from the uh, after my cds got stolen and you know how you could do like the columbia house you can get like 30 cds for like a, a quarter or something yeah 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 so it, i got the first in sync that way the no strings attached the second the second album uh-huh. of InSync was a conscious decision I made to <laughs> buy that CD. Okay, thank you for admitting so, that. So that solidified me as yeah. an InSync fan. To this day, you know how I feel about Justin Timberlake. By the way, his new single, uh, Timberland is back producing it. It's great. I like Timberland. Still a Timberlake fan. Timberland. Um, but thank God for Tristan Bessie for bailing me out somewhat. Oh my that, God, our regard. buddy Bessie, his musical taste... He had all the NSYNC CDs. He had all the Backstreet Boys CDs. He had Together, Together, yep, he did have to you plus together. sign me equal sign us. That was the MTV yep. fake band. He also and had Eiffel 65. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blue. Nobody, but he had that CD. He had like the whole. He'd play, he'd play the whole thing. And remember some of his techno mixes he'd bring to like the weight room. Like people oh, were like, terrible. where the fuck did you find this stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now that's like all the kids listen to now is like no, remixes was, of like other he was songs. Ahead of like it. He was ahead of the curve. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He really yeah. did. All right, so those are the embarrassing ones. This next category, uh, I call it the Corey Feldmans. These are the ones that did not age well. So certainly yeah. at the time, you would not be embarrassed of it. But then now looking back through it, however many years later, you're like, eh, I don't know. And so one that jumps out to me is I had every corn CD. Like I think <laughs> until yeah. they broke up, uh, and maybe they, you know, they might have had some later albums where, like, they had some other guys back. But between like the first one and through probably college, I think I had every single Corn CD. So the self-titled "Life Is Peachy," "Follow the Leader," those are the three best. And then it went downhill yeah. with issues and those ones after that. Do you remember the song on uh, "Follow the Leader" called "All in the Family," where yeah. it was essentially? A Jonathan Davis versus Fred Durst rap battle, but like to metal. And they were just basically insulting you, like a lot of hard F's in there and just like ripping each other. Yeah, it was not. And I remember like it was like smack dab in the middle of the album and it like broke up like the whole like flow of the album. It was weird. They also did the thing where the first track was not until number 13. So you yeah. would put the CD in. And one through twelve were all like three seconds of silence or something. It was very weird. So to date ourselves, what we had in our we we had together was like a I had this it was a gift birthday present and it was so kick ass at the time it was like a five CD disc changer that you could put on shuffle. So like we'd be like cranking like random music and then it would take forever for the CD to like spin around and yeah play but that thing would track. crank too that thing was loud oh yeah. yeah oh yeah and then uh every once in a while it would be like this like dead air. For like a minute, and it was because we're like, what the was, fuck? Like, like, oh, it's uh, follow the leader. Oh, it's it's follow the leader. It's corn. The first three tracks are blank. Well, it was also great too. So at, at our high school, uh, once or twice a week, we had to do like this like seated meal thing. But the half hour leading up to that, there you could play music as loud as you wanted, which I guess was just a way to be like, you guys can like unwind. So we would have this stuff just cranked to the gills, and it was just really some good stuff, including. All in the family. What is your favorite corn song, Ryan? Oh, my favorite corn song. My favorite corn song to listen to with you would be Twist. <laughs> yeah. Because then you would do like Yeah, I think uh, the one that jumps out at me immediately is Got, Got the Life, is, I think, is, is uh, yeah, one of my favorites. That's a good um, one. 
uh, my favorite corn video, uh, and one of my favorite music videos of all time is Freak on a Leash. Yeah, that was sick. Um, that was good. But that, that was just a cool video. Um, I, that video was awesome. Yeah, the song was fine. The video was much better. I was a big fan of No Place to Hide, which was on the yeah. Life is Peachy album. And then, of course, uh, if you go to the song Daddy, which... Oh. Is really cool. just a mental breakdown by Jonathan Davis, uh, accounting for or recounting his upbringing. And apparently, I don't know if this is one of those like myths or not, but maybe you're even the one that told me this. He performed that song once in concert and has never done it again. Yeah, that that's true. Okay. I, that he did that. I did tell you that I think, but he it so, was like I, I saw it on like it was a, uh, some MTV special on like the Family Values tour. Yeah, so if you like messed up songs, man, if you like messed up songs, I'll check out that one. And then there, I forget the name of it, but the last track on Life is Peachy is also like a a wild ride. And Uh, you can't, you cannot account for like the first time you heard Corn, every time the first people, they heard the song Blind, which is the first song in the first album. Blind is an incredible way to get things started. That's an awesome like pump up song. I I love that. Like with the Are You Ready? Like it it really did not. do well over time. Like, that's why I have it on the did not age well. Like, for some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. some of the bands that I like, like System of a Down, I could pop those on now and listen, but Corn like, brings you right back to, the, like, the late 90s, and you're just, like, stuck there. Like, it, do- it doesn't... It did- and so some of the other ones are similar, like uh, Power Man 5000, which you know I like P-Man a lot. 5K. <laughs> P-Man 5K with their, with their uh, hit, When Worlds Collide, off the album Tonight, The Stars Revolt! Exclamation point. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Park. This might, might make it a little bit mixed, but I like Lincoln Park a lot more. Like their first and second CD when they were a little bit harder. Uh, but I put those on this list. Uh, the band Stained, which is from Springfield, Mass. You know, it's been a while. It's kind of eh. yeah. Uh, Pod. Remember Pod? I do remember Pod? Eh. And then another band. I uh, I'm probably the only person who's listening to this that owned uh, a CD by a band called Mushroom Head. They were essentially a poor man's Slipknot. They were like a, another band that had like a ton of dudes, and I think they wore masks. And I thought I liked them, but they have one song that in like the hook, it says something along the lines of, if it were up to me, I would free Charles Manson. And I was always like, what? I, was always like mm, I can't really get on board with that part of it, fellas, but some of the other stuff I like, but... This one's not great. So those were, at the time, I listened to all of those bands all the time, but now it, those are harder listens, I would say. You want to take, if you, like, saw them out in public, you would, like, avoid eye contact and, like, yes. pretend like you didn't see them? Yes. You know, that, that kind of thing? Yeah. What do you yeah. got? So I got uh, uh, Mace's debut album, Harlem World. Okay. Yep, sure. Like, that didn't, like, you listen to that now, and he just sounds like he has a cold. <laughs> you know right? I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, right? Is he sick when he recorded this? Like, at the time, like, Mace was, like, Diddy's guy. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. He had this, this was his debut album, and it was, it was great, and, you know, uh, and then he, like, found God and, like, re- like renounced, like, all rap, but now he's back. He's back, baby. My, and my, my wife, she went to the uh, Bad Boys reunion tour when yeah. it came to the garden, and she was like, Mace was actually really good. Really? Yeah. I was surprised Mace, by it as well. It, yeah, Mace was... He seemed, he seemed very low energy to me. He did seem lower energy, like he was on downers. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about the, the Everlast album, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues? Yeah, that's a good one for this category. It didn't age well, and kind of a crap buy, because like you, you heard what it's like, and it was like, Everlast is obviously yeah. the guy from House of Pain, and you're like, he's got to have... So he's doing the, he, had a, he had a heart attack at like 30. 
uh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a massive heart attack. It's almost funny. died. Uh, one then, year, I think it was senior year uh, during the spring fling, uh, Dan Adler and I did uh, What It's Like on karaoke twice because we did <laughs> – <laughs> I was literally up there all night. I was just, I was, I, the, the karaoke guy was like, all right, let's let somebody else go. And I'm like, all right, who wants to go? And everyone's just like looking around. I'm like, all right, let me go again. And it was We're all night. Again. But so me and Adler did, and I thought we did a pretty good job, but I'm like, I think we can improve on this. So like an hour later, we came back and the guy's like, the same song? And we're like, yeah, new audience. Like, let, it, let, us, let us go. Okay. Run like, it back, chief. He's <laughs> like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um. That wasn't good. I uh, Moby's album Play, which was a which was a huge album like back then. Like I listened to it again. Not great. No, it isn't. I'm with you. I it was funny. I was listening to some of my mixed CDs too while I was digging some of these out. And you like the song Honey? That was like your the, you the Honey Honey Hum High Hum High Honey yeah. Honey Hum High Hum High Hey, I'm on the way Hum High Honey Honey Hum High Hum High. Yeah, it turns out that's all it is though for like four minutes. Yeah, that's true. Howdy, howdy, hum hi, hum hi, howdy, howdy, hum hi. I'm like, okay, man, throw us something I, else. Another album I listened to again. Uh, he's kind of back in the news. He did his Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but DMX's "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." Oh yeah, sure, sure it is. <laughs> Not, you know, there's some high points. There are some high points on there, and then there's the song uh, "Slippin." He's like, I'm slipping, I'm falling, oh, I can't okay, get up. up. <laughs> and you're just like, this is like the most depressing thing I've ever heard. Well, he was slipping and he was falling. What do you want to do? No, he, yeah, it's talking about, like, yeah, and he's, like, going to kill himself, and you're just like, oh, boy. Yeah, like, DMX is into some shit right now. He was. He was going through some yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and if you, you, every time I listen to that now, and being older and understanding a little bit more about how the world works, like, he ha- he paid people, like, on tour to, like, walk around with him and just be like, what? What? <laughs> what? Like, that's all they did. I like, could have done stage. that. Yeah. I actually saw DMX live. It was not... How, not great. No, not no. Um, the other one, uh, Razorblade Romance by the band Him. Oh yeah, you didn't. Yeah, maybe no. That's true. That probably doesn't hold up. A, that was a big, I was a uh, big Bam Margera fan. Right. And you, as you know, Bam was like super into this band, and I'm like, oh, this band must be cool. It's like he's into it, and then I, I like I ran it back the other day, and I'm like, this isn't good. No, he had a couple not of songs good. I remember. I remember listening to that. I didn't have it, but I know you definitely did. Yeah, he had like, like right here in my arms is a great is a is a cool like '80s kind of like power ballad kind of song, and then like the rest of them are just like which slow. they played. Would they use that one in CKY two or yes. three? I think yeah, yeah, CKY three. I think or did, you know what? Or did they use that in Haggard? One of them. I mean, the, I think the whole soundtrack of Haggard was was him. Probably all him. We could, and like a little I, bit of CKY. What'd you think of Haggard? Uh, Haggard was not great uh, uh, See, at the time. I, lo- I thought it was funny, okay. but it was, it's not great. I loved it. Uh, it, it at the time. It was awesome. Like I thought it was like the funniest thing. It I've ever probably seen. would be. Sh- oh, by the way, Bam Margera just got busted for DUI. I think. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's, on the, he's off the wagon again. He's got a fat face now too. Yeah, too bad. What's he calling himself? Fat fuckface unstoppable. Is that like his new name? Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to that. But I can't speak to that. <laughs> uh, the other thing I listened to that had its high points, but like didn't really age that well. The Tenacious D CD. No, ta- no, one? stop it. Take take that back right now. Tenacious D is awesome. They're, <laughs> they're still tremendous. They're still great. Come on, tribute. They are, they are on tremendous. There. Live live performers. It's just like there is. But you got to figure like. I'm looking at like complete albums here. So there was like three or four songs in there that were like piss yourself funny. Like karate was funny. Yeah. And uh um 
My kielbasa sausage, your butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> yeah. I'll check your dipstick. You need lubrication, it, honey. It's, like, it's funny when you sing it, but like when yeah. I listen to it, like I actually paid money to listen to this. Like yeah. That's where it, it loses me. You know what I mean? I liked it, though, but I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I think that's six for me. All right, so this next category... Again, some of those, there's, there's kind of some overlap, but they are, they're nuanced. They're a little bit different. This one, I call it bad buys. This would be essentially waste of money. And so I go back to a lot of kind of the one-hit wonders and when you would just get stuck with the whole CD and it was trash. So I'm just going to rip through these. Uh, yeah. I had the Blur CD specifically for Song 2. The yeah. uh, woohoo! That one, terrible. Yep. That's on my list, too. Uh, the band Edema. It was uh, Jonathan Davis's half-brother is the lead singer of Edema. They had that song, I'm Giving In, which I really liked, but that was kind of most of it. Uh, there was a band called Scrape, S-K-R-A-P-E. Their album, New Killer America. I don't know why I own that. Uh, the band Flaw, another one of these like rock, rap-type bands. I had a... I had a, uh, a CD called, or the band was called Forest for the Trees. I don't know where the hell I got that. This one, their song went something like this. I'm the first person. You're the second person. Earlier today, I was in the third person. Stop cursing. Start conversing. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, and eighth grade me or seventh grade me obviously liked it because I bought it. And then this one was more of a disappointment. As much as I loved Slipknot, I wasn't as big of a fan of Stone Sour, but I had, I had Stone Sour CD as well. The first one. Okay, I'll rip through some of these, too. Uh, This album had, like, two good songs, and it was, like, a bunch of other crap. Uh, Alien Ant Farm. Yes, yes, yes. They did Smooth Criminal, and then they did a song called Movies, which I actually really liked. So I'm like, oh, so the album must be good. No. Nope. Right. The album wasn't good. Uh, How about Chumbawamba? Oh, my God. Tub thumping. Have you ever heard any of their other songs other than that? No. You would think it was a completely different band. (laughs) Like, terrible. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Um, let's see. Anything by the Bare Naked Ladies? Ooh, I actually like the Bare Naked Ladies. Anything by them? Oh, they're just so lame. No, that's fine. That's fine. This is your list. I just wanted to just say that I, I have the first two CDs. Uh, one Week is one of my go-to karaoke joints. So, uh, Old Apartment I like. Yeah, Ryan Wilson's I, I, a good song. If I had a million dollars. A million fucking dollars, Ryan. That song stinks. Okay. That song stinks. Thanks. Okay. Uh, you know, as you know, opinions can't be wrong, but you're wrong. Yeah, right. that's, that's bad. Uh, the album Every Day by Dave Matthews Band, and I have a story about this one too. So I was a huge Dave Matthews fan. I was a kid, like you know, when like bootlegs were the thing. Yes, I do. Like I had like how, however many Dave Matthews bootlegs, and they had their own little sleeve. Well, uh, I, I'm sure they did. They did. They had their own little sleeve by chronologically. Um, by the way, and uh, and the thing is, is like so when that if you remember. They were they had a they were working on an album and this was when like Napster was like new and like uh, uh, LimeWire was new and and so they were working on this album with uh, their producer Steve Lillywhite and the album leaked it was one of the first like big albums to leak oh okay and they were pissed so like they just basically you know stopped making that album like what it was going to be the follow up to before these crowded streets which is a pretty good album and. Uh, there were all these cool songs on it that we'd he- I'd heard them do live, but they were going to put like do studio versions of them. So they all leaked out, and the band got pissed, scrapped the album, and then came out with this new album with a new producer called Everyday, and it is probably their worst CD. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, 
it, it's the, the first single off it was this one. I did it. Guilty as charged. You know, that, <laughs> and it was so bad oh, yeah. that like I was so pissed off with that. That's and um, let's see. The there was a. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at my list. Um, Blur, Song 2, Bare Naked Ladies, Chumbawamba. Oh, this, uh, the, the album Evolver by 311, where they tried to do, like, non-311 things. Oh, I remember that one. That was not that great. What a piece of shit that album that was. Yeah, that was like, I was, I saw... That's disappointing, too. I, I think I saw 311 in concert, like, seven times up to that point. Yeah. But, like, my friends, and I, anytime they came in town, we would go. And um, just because it was a, like we're young, we're, it's a fun band. We don't sure. know any better. Sure. They usually had pretty good opening acts. Um, and then uh, they came out with that, and it was like all moody. They did that let's think, Beyond the Gray Sky about his friend killing himself. And you're oh. like, three eleven. You're supposed to be like this, is like party music. Yeah. What are you doing? Kind of bringing it, bringing everybody down right now. So yeah. Like you know, how do you rap about suicide? They they tried it. They did. They gave work. it the old college try. Yeah. It didn't. It just didn't. Uh, and um. That could go. I mean, I could go on, but there's there's some stuff on there that just you know. But those no, are those are those are bad buys. Those are bad buys. Now this last one is uh, gems. I would say other ones, maybe ones that uh, you had uh, that not everybody else had, or some that uh, we just haven't really gotten to yet throughout this podcast. Okay, so do you want to you you go first? All right, I'll go first. So the first one, and I've been putting this one off, but this is one that. I think it's fair to say that at our high school, I was the only person that owned anything from this band, uh, band in quotes. That would be the Insane Clown Posse. That's right. I got turned on to this in eighth grade. My friend Joe Mackin played me uh, The Great Malenko, and I was hooked. So The Great Malenko I owned, Riddle Box I owned, Amazing Jekyll Brothers. I had multiple Insane Clown Posse CDs, and I was not ashamed of it, and I I enjoyed the hell out of them. So I put them on this list. I would put the the live Family Values Tour '98 CD, which was Corn, Limp Biscuit, Orgy, Incubus, Romstein with Duhast, and they also uh-huh. they also had Ice Cube was on this tour, and so that was a really good CD. Uh, the band Head PE, remember them? Yeah, I do. Head PE had uh, their first two albums. I don't know if they had any more after that. I lost track. Uh, Mudvayne, big fan of Mudvayne with their big hit Dig. Uh, this one, obviously, this was a monster, but we haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Purple. I had that one. Oh, what a great album. That was a good album. I had that. That was another one of those hand-me-downs for my sister. She, like, sold all of her CDs, but for some reason, Green Day and Stone Temple Pilots made it through, so I took both of those. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, Ryan, we can't have a whole CD podcast and not mention the Aquabats. I was waiting. I was going to yeah. bring that up in the end. I'm so glad you brought up yes. the Aquabats. The Aquabats. Please tell our listeners about the Aquabats. The Aquabats are one of the all-time great bands. In fact, Travis Barker of Blink-182 fame was in the, the Aquabats first as their drummer. They are just, you talk about a fun, happy band. And so it kind of, you know, it, it counters some of the other music that we would listen to. But they had a number. Do yourself a favor. After this podcast is over, whether you've heard it before or not, Go on the on the YouTube, type in Super Rad by the Aquabats. If if we could do it and if they would let us do it, I would ma- I would mandate that that would be our opening. So whenever we start the podcast, we would open it to the opening of Super Rad. Because that song like it encapsulates kind of our vibe. Oh my together, god, it's awesome. Like. You know what I mean? I should ask don't about that. To, I should don't listen to, to the cat with two heads. 
<laughs> the cat with two heads. Oh, the cat with two heads now. Cat with two heads. Oh. What, what about the what was Sharky's food about the chicken? Yeah, to the K- a- yeah uh, to the KFC to the KFC <laughs> to the pioneer to the pioneer. It was something about uh, uh, Popeye's chicken. What the hell was that song? Is it the the magic chicken? The magic chicken. <laughs> they were just they were the most fun band you'll ever hear in your life. And they're like a like a rap like rock ska band. I was gonna say ska. There's definitely some ska in there. Oh, what what an awesome album that was too, and just like nonsense, but it's it's just it's high energy nonsense. nonsense. Oh, yeah. high energy and happiness though. It's all yeah. happy. Well, I don't know about the cat with two heads. It's kind of scary, I guess. But well, they, it's funny too because they they had like a show, and then they had like a like an animated show, and they had like a comic book like a, that they would release too. That they actually about this band. It's unbelievable. So check out Super Rad by the Aquabats and Smile. Oh, you will because not you will. be upset. I think it was called, I think, their, this is great. I believe this is correct. Their first ever album came out, I believe, in 1996, and it was called The Return of the Aquabats, yeah. which is great because they hadn't fucking been anything yet. Yeah, and then right. I think the bigger hit might have been The Fury of the Aquabats. Yes. That was the one with Super Rad, boom, track one. Not here to fuck around. You don't need to listen to five songs to get to it. We're going to lead off with Super Rad, and it and was Travis, a treat. like you said, Travis Barker being the ultimate Travis Barker. Like, the oh, yeah. kid can play the drums. Like, he can play the shit can, out of the drums. He can so. smack the skins, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, what a great album. What, so a, what a fun time. God damn it. <laughs> you know what? I should ask about that. I feel like it's got to be copyright stuff. Um, but I feel like, pardon my take, and those guys use, they use songs at the beginning of their podcast. I wonder if we could use Super Rad. I think it, there has to be, like... Sampling, I think you can use like six seconds. Like I know on YouTube you can use like six seconds of a clip or like a song. I should so ask. Maybe we get away with the loophole there. Yeah, I don't want to bump Opie. He does a great job with, with the open. But if we could get Super Rad somehow in here. How that... about we fade it? That's how it fades us out. That's yes. what I'm, you know what I mean? Oh, I like that too. Like that? Man, we'll figure something out. We'll figure that out in post. All right, what else do you got? What do you, or what do you have for uh, your gems? So these are the gems. Like if I were to tell you, I look through my CD collection, I'm like, if I were to tell you, like, so, something you might not have that I have that you should probably go out and get or explore, music you should explore. Um, and, I, you know, like Rich said, like, I, I grew up, my first love before video games, before comic books, before movies, before anything, was music. I grew up in a musical household, and, and I listened to some really cool music growing up. So it's really important to me, and, you know, uh, I'm glad that Rich finally let, let us do this podcast. We kind of had an open week, so... Um, just to give you stuff that and I try to be all over the map. Yeah. With it. Okay. So, cool. So, uh, uh, one of my favorite albums, um, uh, that I made rich listen to by a band that you're going to sniff at and be like, check out the album return of the space cowboy by Jamiroquai. If you're into like funk music, like right. straight up, you know, like poppy funk music, check that out. Not the one with virtual insanity on it, but the one right before that is called return of the space cowboy. It's a fantastic album, front to back. Listen to that if you're into funk music like me. Nice. Um, the other one, uh, as a, again, growing up a 311 fan, uh, Transistor, to me, is their best album. It's the least 311 of 311, because people see 311 as like stoner rock and whatever. Transistor had uh, songs like Beautiful Disaster, uh, Transistor, Stealing Happy Hours, which are like fantastic 
songs. Yeah, that was the mind, only so. 311 album I had, and it was I think yeah. the best choice for me. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was great. Like the Blue album's good, and and so is, uh, um, uh, what's the Grassroots is pretty good. But like in my mind, Transistor is their best album. Yep. Um, how about this one? Voodoo by D'Angelo. If you like, you're with a lady. Jesus Christ. Is this the one Anyone? that he did the video where it's just like yeah. his like groin? Yep. Like, oh my yeah. Christ. <laughs> but what oh, what a great album. Like, um Yeah. Now Richard had this thing where he, I could tell um how he felt about the young lady I was currently trying to steal a smooch from, uh, just based on the music he'd be playing when I'd come back to the room. <laughs> oh, that show that have a tell? Yeah, you had to tell. Okay. It was just like you, and you would be like, if Manson was playing or like uh, Static X, I'd be like, okay, so he's not really into this. I should probably find somewhere else to go. <laughs> or he wanted like me and this girl to like leave the room. Yeah, that's oh, when like Head Earth would come on. Yeah, yeah, and the Slipknot. I'd be like, can you put on the D'Angelo, and you're like, <laughs> can you put on the D'Angelo? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. forget <laughs> it. Then. You know. It's, it's... Uh, but the song, the highlight of that album is a song called Spanish Joint, which is. Fantastic song. There you so go. check out Voodoo by D'Angelo. Right. Uh, Urban Hymns by The Verve. Remember The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah, they had two I, that I remember. It was Bittersweet Symphony, and then there's another one that I liked, another song that was decent. Yeah, it was uh, Lucky Man is the, is yes. the song of yep. that album that's, Absolutely. that's really, really good. So, and that's an album that those, so those guys get a bum, get a bum deal. Uh, the Rolling Stones sued the shit out of them. And you never heard from them again. But that album is actually spectacular. And I'll tell you, when they play that song in Cruel Intentions, it does not get a whole lot better than that. Yeah. That's like, that might be shit. one of the best uh, music songs in a, in a movie. Maybe not the best, but it's right up there. It's right up there. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, that and Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous is, is right up there. Best musical mo- and uh, In Your Eyes in Say Anything. Best yeah. musical moments in film. Yeah. Anything from um, Team America. Yeah. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> the the first Jurassic Five EP. Ooh, J Five on you. J Five. All right. We, uh, we loved us some uh, kazoo solos. We did. Yeah. So uh, check out some Jurassic. If you never heard of Jurassic Five, this is when my friend Greg, I remember, uh, like he was like ninety seven or ninety eight, gave me this. Uh, I was listening to, as I said, Mace and DMX and Wu Tang and all this stuff, and he's like, "Dude, why don't you just like check out some like real hip hop?" Not rap, like check out the yeah. hip hop, and I'm like, all right, whatever. And I put that on. Mind was blown. My uh, blown. the on the basketball team, I think my mix, you know, like our warm up CD. I I think I probably made a few. Was trying to go for like some death metal that got vetoed pretty quickly. And uh, yeah. Jurassic Five ended up being what we would warm up to at home. And go. I would Fun say, Charlie Tuna from Charlie Tuna yes. from Jurassic Five. Right. And Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who was featured on the Gorillaz album, are my two favorite rappists coming out of the, coming out of this era. And the last one I will I will mention is the Will to Live, which is Ben Harper's I think second album, mm. um, which is in my mind his best album. So we, uh, my high school list would not be complete without mentioning Ben Harper. All right, and the Innocent Criminals. Very nice. I would just say uh, to put a bow on it. I don't know if you made this list or not, but these are the six bands. That uh, I know we already went through our, our best CDs, but these were ones that I feel like I celebrated their entire catalog. So, like, if you went yep. through, there'd be like multiple pages of this one band uh, just to put a bow on it. Uh, a lot of these ones I'd already covered, but uh, Insane Clown Posse, Marilyn Manson, System of a Down, Slipknot, Corn, and Wu Tang. I had probably 
almost all of their CDs. That was most of the booklet. Okay, so I would say in my in my list that there's the people who I had all of their CDs, I had every Jamiroquai CD, every Dave Matthews CD, every Incubus CD, and one I forgot to mention, Richard, which could be in my most embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed by it because I think their first two albums, um, which were entitled They Don't Make Basketball Shorts Like They Used To was their first album, and I forget <laughs> the name of the second album, was a little band called Hoobastank. Oh, you, you loved Hoobastank. Now, the, the old Hoobastank, before the reason... Yeah, Hoobastank wasn't bad. Wasn't the song that you and Brad did that you got the cover? Wasn't that a Hoobastank? Or uh, was that somebody for, ready else? Ready for you, ready for you. Was yeah, wasn't name? wasn't it Hoobastank? Yeah, it was Hoobastank. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And I so I have a memory a like an story. elephant. You really do because yeah. um, as you remember, I got uh, I was big into the Instant Messenger in the high school. Oh and, my god! Yeah, you were. And, and Hoobastank, for whatever reason, when they first started being a band. On their band's website, they had all the band's IM handles. Like, you could so, IM the band. And you would IM so, the band? Yeah. So I, um, the guy's name was Dan, the, the guitarist from Incubus. Like, I, I instant messaged him. I'm like, look, like, I'm in this band in high school. Like, you, they were like a nobodies at this point. And I was like, can you, like, um, can you tell me how to play this song? And <laughs> over instant messenger, he taught me, he told me the chords for the song. And that's how I learned how to play it. So that was oh, actually wow. like a that was kind of a cool thing. Davy like, was so right. Davy was so into Instant Messenger that his senior year, my junior year, uh, my buddy Bessie and I, we thought we were losing him because he was always on the Instant Messenger. He wasn't hanging. And I out was with in us. a very I was in a very dark place. I know you were, but listen, yeah. let's not go all the way down there. I'm just saying you were on Instant Messenger a lot. We wanted to hang out. We wanted to play Tekken. We wanted to do this. You're on Instant Messenger. On Instant Messenger. On Instant Messenger. So. Being the good friend that I was, I started referring to Davey as Hermes, the instant messenger god. Which and, hit on all cylinders. The classics <laughs> and, and making fun of me. Right, because Davey, we already knew his career path was going towards being a classicist. We knew that. So I thought I'd hit him where it hurts. I called him Hermes, uh, the instant messenger god. And then finally, one night, after weeks and weeks of him always being on instant messenger at night and I, us wanting to you know, fool around and do whatever, something stupid... I finally created a AIM account named Friend of Hermes. It was per- it was take it, w- it was not taken. There was no number. It was just straight up Friend of Hermes. So we went into another room and then we we messaged. And we were like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And you, and you could hear him down the hall saying, "Fuck off!" <laughs> oh, it was. I was list- hey. I was listening to a lot of Ani DeFranco and a lot of <laughs> Dashboard Confessional at the time. That, I can't defend my actions, but I was I was a grumpy little little pussy at the so, time. So me, you, and Bessie were the only ones that knew that Friend of Hermes even existed. And every once in a while in college, I would like log on with him, and Bessie would tell me he would just see that it would pop up on his list, and he said he would just, every time he saw it, he would just shit his pants laughing. He's like, oh, Friend of Hermes is on. I'm like, I'm going to see if Davey's on. He's like, ah, oh, he's not. All right. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. So the, I, I had to had to go there. Uh, Hoobastank. So is that the last? Or who else you got? Uh, that, I mean, that's, no, that, we, that's no, an exhausted no. list. We have I exhausted mean. our list. So please, you can hit us up at Dork Podcast on Twitter. You can make fun of our list or share some of the ones that you have had. If you want to do longer form, hit us up on the email, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. I say we very quickly, Ryan, get to the uh, the pick of the pod. Yes, please. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Would you like to kick, receive, defend a goal, defer? I will defer to you. 
this I, week. I am simply going to once again promote our T Public page, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. You can pretty much just type in dork. Uh, we also have a link to it. If you go to our pinned tweet uh, on Twitter, you can see our store where you can buy all kinds of shit. And Goo from the Mac and Goo podcast has helped us out with all these designs. So if you want a standard T-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever, I mean, you can get like a onesie. You can get like a computer case cover. Like there's all kinds of shit you can get on there. But Goo keeps pumping out these different kind of logos. So we have the six out of six star, uh, stones uh, T-shirt. We have... The I'll fix it in post. We have Davy's video game minute, which looks fucking sick because it looks oh, like it's awesome. I, Mario I have Brothers. to get one. I got to get one of those as well. Uh, he just put up a new Donkey Kong one uh, in homage. Uh, one of Goo's favorite episodes of ours was our King of Kong episode. So I would just urge you to go check out tpublic.com. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, uh, I'm looking through it right now. I was going to give you a song, but now I don't. Now, now I'm like all Ooh. into it, and I was going to like. Yo, you going to sing I, one? You going to sing a song? Like kind of like kind of like what I'm listening to at this, you know, at this stage. Why don't you sing? Why don't you sing us something? Sing us anything. I'm not going to sing it. We got to hear your fucking voice. I sang. You actually can sing. sing. Are you no, upset I'm because it's through a phone? Sing. It won't sound good over the phone. I'm not warmed up. Oh today. my Christ! Sure, you can warm up right now. Give me, give me like a red leather, yellow leather. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. The arsonist had no. oddly shaped feet. The tarantula so, enjoys a fine chewing gum. Oh my God, you are on fire tonight, aren't you? I'm feeling okay. You're feel, <laughs> feeling okay. <laughs> so if you like hardcore studying, like I do, here's here's a, here's <laughs> a band fuck? that you don't hardcore great studying. Segue, great, okay, hardcore studying, or like if you're into if you're trying to be productive, Richard, and this is this and is I tailored am. to you and our, our. If you're trying to be productive, and like me, you wear headphones when you and and you don't really like Mozart. You don't really like the stuff that people tell you will make you more productive if you listen to. There is a progressive band, a metal band that is instrumental. Uh, the outfit is two eight-string guitars and a drummer. Um, the name of the band is Animals as Leaders. Okay. So if you want to check out their self-titled first album, Animals as Leaders, it's fantastic to do work to because it's metal, but there's no vocals, and mm. it's unbelievable guitar playing and unbelievable drumming. So... Do yourself a favor. If you're trying to get some work done, but you don't really like that soft-ass, weak-ass stuff, listen to Animals as Leaders. That's my pick of the podcast. The band, Animals as Leaders, anything they do. Do it. Get it. What do you think of Richard Cheese? Richard Cheese? Oh, the, the lounge guy? Yeah, Dick Cheese. We forgot to mention him. Dick Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did the lounge versions of all like the... All like, the death the, metal songs. Nirvana, yeah. Disturbed. That, that awesome. He does a good Disturbed. Oh, that was another one that was in my collection. Good old Disturbed. All right, yeah. that's going to do it. You can uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We're also on a lot of other places where podcasts are uh, available, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. If you uh, have a friend that listens to podcasts, please recommend the podcast if you think that is necessary. We're also on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. Davey, if the people want to just holler at you and your musical choices... Yeah, holler at me at, at Arvon D on any social media. Um, I I welcome, and I just realized on Instagram I'm Arvon D six hundred three. So if you're looking for me there, oh, that's, okay. where, that's right. where you'll find me. That was a little little wrinkle. I just remembered <laughs> that I had. Okay. Um, and if you if you want to talk music or or whatever, you know where to find me. I love talking music. Absolutely. And now next week, I believe, is another open week, so we'll have to come up with something creative. There's no movies next month. Of course, is Black Panther. Uh, but next week, I think we have another open date. So uh, go ahead and hit us on the Twitter and the email if you have any uh, other ideas. We're always open to different ideas. We can go look back at an old movie or an old TV show or whatever else we got. So uh, 
I think that'll do it. That'll put the bow on this uh, bad boy, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week.